Welcome to Ew, That's Creepy Podcast. In this episode, Melissa is going to tell Jackie about another person who tried to fake their own death. This story is so wild, it sounds like it was based on a Lifetime movie. Let's get into some drama, and let's get creepy. What's up, creepy cats? Welcome back to You That's Creepy Podcast. We hope you guys are having an amazing February. It's the month of love, and we're here to tell some drama, as always. I was just thinking I need to watch some killer couples on Oxygen to get in the Valentine's Day mood. Perfect. Some snapped. (laughs) I haven't watched either of those shows, actually, in a really long time, and that makes me sad. Probably because you've seen every single one that's come out. <laughs> All the good ones, at least. But, hey, sometimes I forget them. Well, we have a couple in our story today. Our story actually revolves around uh, a couple. How fitting for a Valentine's Day. <laughs> so, I'm going to be telling Jackie about another person who tried to fake their own death. But this one, seriously, is like a Lifetime movie. And shout out to Daily Mail, you know, the website that always has tea. Mm-hmm. Daily Mail did an investigative investigative journaling piece, like, on this for years. And they actually ended up finding this person in another country. Like, wow. literally, journalists from the Daily Mail basically are the reason why this whole story came to light. They were on everyone's ass. Go off, Daily Mail. I know. We should make a movie about this. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be cool. Our story centers around a successful couple, of course. Their names were Stephen and Nellie Kellaway. They were living in the UK, and the main events take place in 2008. Stephen was working as a psychologist. He had a growing business. It said that at one point, he had made over $100,000 a year, and that was in 2008. Wow. Get that six figures. Well, not I don't think specifically that year, but in those years. So. Yeah. Yeah. He was making that money. Money. Steven and Nellie, together, they also had some properties. That's such a rich person thing to say. Yeah, multiple homes. I, I have some properties. <laughs> and they did. They had five, actually. Okay, that's a lot. And they were renting them out and apparently seemed to be making a lot of money. It was said that their housing portfolio was over a million dollars for all of those homes. Good for them. They know what they're doing. And the couple also had two children. One report that I read, I swear, said it was a boy and a girl. Another said that it was two boys, but either way. They had children who were 8 and 10 at the time. So everything on the surface seems perfect, as it always does. They were, what? what is it? The picture-perfect family. What could go wrong? But of course, things are not as they seem. The Callaways were actually in a large amount of debt. How? Well, the couple... 
due to, they had mortgages on these homes. They didn't actually own them. So the mortgages were pretty heavy on five properties. Yeah, true. Their children were going to the best schools around and the tuition for them was high as well. So they basically just started racking up bills for the mortgages, the children, the expenses. They started to grow behind and so they had a little scam. They began claiming housing benefits on, I think, all of their properties. So housing benefits, I had to look this up because I was like, specifically, I was say, what? <laughs> what does that mean? And this is a UK term, perhaps. You basically receive money to help you pay your rent for various reasons. Like you can submit a reason to the government and then like a disability, job loss, injury, unemployment, those types of things. I'm not sure of the specifics. I don't know exactly like what they were claiming to get these benefits. Maybe something different. But either way, they didn't need these benefits and they weren't actually living there. So I don't believe you can get benefits and then rent out the place either. I don't think it works like that. So that was actually illegal, what they were doing. Very illegal. And they continued to do it until they heard that they were being investigated. (laughs) The insurance companies and the people who were paying the benefits were getting suspicious. And somehow, Stephen and Nellie learned that they were under investigation. They're lucky they found out. (laughs) I know. I was thinking that. I was like, how did you just find out? But I think that it was probably um, to the point where someone had... At, probably someone would have to ask them questions about it. Exactly. So. I believe someone had, like, came into their house and probably asked to see their computers, and they were, like, oh. shitting. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Busted. Around that time, the story, like, this is just so crazy. <laughs> so around this time, the story of John Darwin was being talked about In the public, and it was all the gossip. If you're not familiar, John Darwin was a British school teacher who faked his own death for over five years before being caught. He and his wife, Anne, both claimed that John died in a canoeing accident, and they were discovered after a photo of them living in Panama (laughs) caught the eye of British police. (laughs) Nice. Stephen should have been influenced by the ending of John Darwin's story, which was when they got caught and then were charged for faking their own death. (laughs) But it did not because he, you know, saw this on the news, on the telly, and (laughs) thought that was a great plan. Even though, yeah, he had just seen them get prosecuted (laughs) for it. I know. Okay. Stephen and Nellie developed a plan that the two would travel to Russia, which was Nellie's home country, 
and Stephen would reportedly die there. They would obtain a death certificate, and then Nellie would basically go home and say that Stephen had died while they were on their holiday. Not a bad plan, I guess. Nellie would uh, collect $2 million in life insurance, and then she and the kids would meet up with Stephen in another country and just carry on with their lives, basically, and live off the insurance money. If you guys hear small breathing right now, my cat is on Jackie's lap. (laughs) And her face is literally so close to the microphone. She's so cute, though. Anyway. So basically, that was their plan. They thought that it would be easy for him to just say he died in Russia. And then they would come back and Nellie would just cash out on the insurance. And so in 2008... They traveled to Russia in the fall, where they used their fraudulent benefit claims money that they had to book Nellie a breast augmentation surgery. (laughs) (laughs) She got her breasts enlarged. (laughs) Okay. They literally used the money that they took from their fraud. Even though they're in debt. Yeah, Instead of paying off their debts, they're actually like, okay, we're getting Nellie's breasts done. (laughs) So they do that. (laughs) That's important. Do what's important first. And it's like literally every single article would be like, scammer who paid for woman's boob job fakes death. Like literally, that's what they'll say. His wife? Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Wife's boob job. Yeah. They're horrible. I'm like, what? what does that matter? Really? It doesn't, yeah. But <laughs> so anyway, after they did that, um, and she recovered, <laughs> Stephen then bribed a Russian mortuary worker to quote place his password on a dead tramp end quote. <laughs> I don't know what that means, <laughs> but <laughs> he um somehow bribed the mortuary worker with a bottle of vodka and he gave him this death certificate to say that he died. Wow. Easy sell. That was all it took. A bottle of vodka. That's all it takes to kill someone, apparently. Hmm. I know. Nellie flew back to the UK in November of 2008 Carrying an urn, which she said contained Stephen's ashes, and she had her little death certificate. Nellie claimed that Stephen had died at a Russian railway system in October of 2008. Like, how? I wanted to know how. I saw a picture of the death certificate that Daily Mail had, but it literally did not give a reason. Yeah, I was going to say, wouldn't that have been documented in some sort of news if there was, like, a train (laughs) that killed somebody? I know. I don't know if they meant that he just died in the train station. Maybe he had a heart (laughs) attack or something, but okay. It's still specific. Stephen was then able to somehow obtain the passport of a young young Irish boy (laughs) who, this is sad, who had passed away 
at the age of seven, though, and he, like, somehow was able to use that as a false passport to travel back to the UK. <laughs> I'm like, does it not have an age? Is no one checking? <laughs> yeah, I mean... I think at the time, there was, like, a lot of situations going on with the UK and the <laughs> Republic of whatever. Ireland. Yeah, they and just took whatever passport was shown to them. Yeah, there was some things going on, and apparently it was pretty easy for this to happen, obviously. <laughs> so Stephen is just able to get all these things, and he decides to travel back to the UK. Meanwhile, no. Meanwhile... Nellie, when she returned back to the UK in November with her little urn and her death certificate, the British embassy had looked into Stephen's reported death and found that there were no records of anyone dying around the railway station when she said. So Nellie is arrested for her scam. I'm not sure if it was arrested for the fraud or for Stephen's fake death. I don't think they knew that it was faked yet. So I believe she was arrested, arrested for all of her scams with the properties. And Stephen doesn't come forward to help her at all. He, for the next year, I don't know what he did in the UK, but he would on and off visit his parents. And when he visited them... They later claimed that he looked disheveled and was super paranoid. He asked them if they had money he could give and he wouldn't step outside without wearing a hat, like trying to disguise his face with it. I mean, did they not hear that he was dead? Like, they clearly... Mm -mm. What? No, Nellie didn't say that. And so his parents assumed that he was on the run for some financial scheme with Nellie, but they didn't know that she had told authorities he was dead. Wow. His father said, too, that he told him to just go to jail and put this behind him. Like, just do your time and then be <laughs> done with this. But he, Stephen said he couldn't. Like, face up, buddy. So, after visiting his parents on and off for almost a year, Stephen then ends up flying to Sri Lanka and then flies to Bangkok, Thailand and settles in. Stephen was able to somehow come up with a fake master's degree in education and got a teaching a job teaching English to school children. Wow. He also was able to have his rental unit income forwarded to him. So he would use his fake passport as his identification and pick up the payments, and he basically was living the good life. But then, (laughs) karma caught up to him. When Stephen was in Thailand, he actually was mugged, and the fake passport he had was stolen. So he had no way to pick up his payments and get his income. He couldn't find another fake passport. I guess not. In the school where he taught at also came to realize that his passport that he gave them wasn't valid and he was fired. And Daily Mail was also on his ass publishing articles about Nellie's fraud and her breast augmentation (laughs) and publicly claiming that Stephen Kellaway was alive and well. They had talked to his parents, so they were like, oh, they knew. Mm Mm-hmm. 
In 2010, Daily Mail actually published photographs of Stephen sleeping in an airport, <laughs> claiming that he was living in squalor and begging for food. Oh, that is sad, but it maybe sad. it's like, he clearly, just do your time. Yeah, he clearly had ran out of money and was sleeping in the airport for shelter. He also said he was paranoid about being jailed in Thailand because he was overstaying his visa. And basically every part of his plan that he had had back then had failed. Besides... Nellie's breast augmentation. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only good that came that out of this. That was successful. Yes, that much at least. After the Daily Mail photos were published, it goes viral along with, of course, you know, Nellie's story. It's just everyone loves to play up the drama. Investigators are hot on Stephen's trail also. And I think they were annoyed that he kept speaking to Daily Mail. Like, you think you can't get caught? Yeah, that is true. Stephen was finally arrested in Thailand and extradited oh, extradited <laughs> back to the UK. He didn't put up a fight. Um, I think he had had enough from living in the airport and living <laughs> in squalor for a while. <laughs> So, <laughs> I always, this is so bad, but think of the song, like, Swallow, but Swallow. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oh, my God, yeah. The one, the, like, Jason Derulo one. Yep. Squallow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was him at the airport. <clears throat> so, once back in the UK... Stephen was charged with four counts of benefit and identity fraud. He pled guilty in 2012 to all four counts and apologized for his little scam. And Stephen Calloway was sentenced to two years and eight months in prison. That's not even that much. Like, no, it's was not. it worth it the whole time? I know. And what was the point? Did they get money from it? No. So, how did this help with their debt? It didn't. Okay. They thought that he was going to get $2 million. Oh, and then they were like, they, but they investigated it instead. <laughs> yeah. They thought that everything would be fine. So, yeah, two years and eight months. That really isn't that long for... I guess because they didn't charge him for faking his death. They just charged him for the fraud with his properties. Um, well, I don't know, though, because identity fraud. Either way. Nellie, on the other hand, she actually was able to avoid jail time completely because her lawyers convinced the judge that she was abused by Stephen and that he pressured her into the whole scandal. So she received a suspended sentence and was forced to pay back over 50 $50,000. I mean, yeah, I can understand that, but I don't know. If he was forcing you, you could have come clean when you came back and he stayed there. Yeah, and I just don't understand the thing because he was charged for their fraud with the properties. So I just don't understand how she wouldn't be involved in that uh, if it was the two of them. Maybe just his name was on the properties, but... Still, I thought she would at least get charged with some sort of fraud for that. 
Yeah. It seems like she had, I don't know, something to do with it. Well, she definitely was in on the scam to act like he was dead. She had an urn and came back and said he was inside and all this stuff, knowing that he clearly wasn't. Okay. She wasn't charged with that either, but that's the court's decision, I suppose. And, yeah, so Stephen Kellaway, I believe, I don't have any updates on him after 2012 when he was sentenced, but I'm sure he did his time, and... So, yeah, that is basically the story of Stephen and Nellie Kellaway and their attempted scam to try to have him fake his death that obviously didn't get any get anywhere but it's still a crazy story because just you know they're doing this fraud even before they try and fake his death and then he's on the run for two years or so before he's finally caught i wonder if they're still together i don't know I couldn't, like I said, I couldn't find anything, but she claimed he was abusive and he also was on like the run and didn't come back and see her or anything. I don't, I don't know if when he was seeing his parents in 2009, if he saw her or not, but I don't know. That's crazy. I know. I just can't believe they really didn't even get anything from it. (laughs) I know. I know. They should have had a better plan, honestly. And like I said... And they probably still had to sell their properties in the end. That guy lived in Panama, the guy that they were talking about before, when they were influenced by his scam. You saw him get caught. What Did you really think that you had a better plan than that? Yeah. I don't know what they were thinking, but clearly it was wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that is that. Let us know if you guys liked this episode. Let us know if you want more cases like this. Um, I've kind of been enjoying these shorter ones lately, and this one was just... I like this theme because it wasn't too dark. I agree. I like just a little bit of drama. It's nice when no one dies. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this one didn't really... I mean, it was a scam, but it didn't really, like, do harm to others or anything crazy like that, so... But... Yeah. It's just crazy. (laughs) That is crazy, and uh, I guess good for Daily Mail for keeping up on it. I know, that's some good journaling, following him all the way to Thailand and getting those pics. I agree. Love to see it. (laughs) Well, thank you guys for listening to another episode of You That's Creepy Podcast. We will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Want to creep on us? Follow us on social media at ew, that's creepy podcast, or send us an email at ew, that's creepy podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks, creepy cats.